Hi, this is Christina Rice coming to you live from Logos Rima, Staten Island. Today, I have the pleasure and honor of introducing you guys to Pastor Ebenezer Doku. I will be doing a live interview with him. And anybody who would like to join in or have prayer requests, go ahead and feel free to send them in as we're interviewing. Hi, Pastor Doku. Hi, Christina. How are you doing today? Doing great by his grace. By his grace. Yes, you said it right. Mm -hmm. Pastor, I have known you for a couple of years mm -hmm. and you have inspired me not just to become a better person, yeah. but to go out in the world and actually start campaigning and living for Christ. And when I say campaigning, I mean by marketing, promoting Christ and actually bringing in more Christians to save lives. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people that I've talked about you to, mm -hmm. they want to get to know you a little bit better. Thank you. So, Pastor. Yes. What is Logos Rima in, in its meaning? Oh, Logos Rima, the word Logos and Rima, they are Greek words. Okay. Logos itself means the written word, the Bible. The written Bible, the written word is called Logos. Okay. And then Rima is the review word. It's also the word of God, but it's revealed. When you have the Logos, the written one, and when God gives you a revelation that is rhema okay Pastor. and ministry means service so my next question for you would be mm -hmm. what is your definition of worship oh the word worship was uh, originally means that literally or let me say the word worship literally means to bow down and to extend oneself to something so when you bow down, you bow down to a creator or somebody, a being, it's worship. But it carries with an idea of adoration and also admiration and intense love. Like you have to adore the thing and ad admire the thing and show intense love to that thing. So in Christianity, when we say worship, we are trying to say that an individual bowing and expressing an intense love towards God okay. by adoring him and admire, exalting his name. Okay. Well, what does it mean to live a lifestyle of worship? Well, a lifestyle of worship, I will basically use John chapter 4 when a woman, uh, the, the woman of the, at the well, the Samaritan woman, Jesus Christ, she was talking about worship at a location. And Jesus gave him a, 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 a real meaning of what worship is all about. He says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. So lifestyle is living a, a life that is truthful, and you express it in adoring God daily. So worship itself in, as a lifestyle is you honor God in everything. To be honest with you, everybody or each one worship something okay. you, can, you can choose to say i don't worship almighty god but you worship something because you you extend yourself to something so okay, that is yeah, worship so that. we as christians we worship god worship can be looked at in many ways you can look at it as an act that's a-r-t and okay you also can look at it as act that's a-c-t all of them are different ways like we come to church you see people singing 
dancing, all those things, they are expressing their worship to the Lord, okay. exalting his name. Okay, Pastor. Now, I get what you're saying. What does it mean, or should I say, explain your call to ministry? Well, I, like, you call me a pastor, mm-hmm. and exactly that is who I am. Uh, you know, the, the Bible talk about fivefold ministry. Um, I have, I know myself, I teach a lot, and also I have the heart for shepherding people. Okay. And so that is pastor, so pastoral and teaching. But I have giftings which God added to me, which is not my office, but like I have prophetic insight. Prophetic, prophetic insight. I have I'm pro- sorry about that. No problem. Uh, prophetic insight. I have prophetic insight that God can use me. I have a different giftings, but that is not my office. So my office actually is a pastor teaching. Okay. A teacher and a pastor. Yeah. When were you called to God? When did you know that this is what you wanted to do. This is what God was calling for. Because I know a lot of us, mm. you know, God put a calling on our life. And a lot mm. of people have not bowed down, especially it mm. took me mm-hmm. until I got into my 30s to mm. actually start submitting and realize what yeah. my calling is in God. So how did you know? Well, that is a good question. Actually, I haven't shared this with a lot of people. And I became born again in 1987. And when I became born again in 1990, I was working for my mom late in the night. My mom used to cook some uh, kind of African food. So I came I came from a, a prayer meeting, and I was helping my mom to prepare the food. And so my mom was sleeping around 12 midnight, so it was only me around 1.30 a.m. And I was doing the thing for my mom so that early in the morning she can cook. And I heard a voice. I was there alone. Second me, I will never forget, 1990. And I heard the voice. Then the person called my name. And when he called my name, he said, I have called you and I will use you. In fact, I was shocked because I, I thought somebody was with me. I was alone. And in 19, before I, I, I started speaking in tongues, uh, 1989, I went to a camp, a youth mm-hmm. camp. And when I was there, I went for altar court to be prayed for, for a problem I had. All of a sudden, I saw Jesus' picture. And then the, I saw the person telling me, open your arms. And I opened my arms. And I saw the blood in my left arms, one, two, three, and the right. And then it, the, I see the person washing, using the blood to wash himself. Immediately I finished, I started speaking in tongues. And I heard the voice, in the same voice, I have called you, and I will use you. Since from that day on, I don't know how it happened. I have been used by God in many ways. But I finally... Uh, that time when I was in college, I was struggling because I was struggling with the call of God and okay. what and I, wanted. I wanted. Yes, I wanted to be a math teacher. Actually, I taught math a little bit, and I wanted to be do a physics. I wanted to be teach math and physics, but at a point, I have to give up. And when I gave up, uh, I have to finally go to Bible school around 1995. That I went to Bible college, and then finally I was ordained 1997, and that is me here today. Okay, that's great. So, do you have a personal mission statement? Oh, uh, personally, I believe that God has called me. Uh, like you see, the church has we call it knowing and doing God's will with the spirit of revelation, understanding, 
and uh, doing God's work in his way according to his vision. What God tells me is what I do. And my personal thing that I have always desired is that one day Jesus told me, he said, there is an um, uh, uh, unfulfilled prophecy that is there that uh, if we don't take a, that prophecy will not be fulfilled before the end comes to it. And I asked Jesus, what is that? And he said, I said, if you believe in me, anybody that believes in me, you do what I said you should do. You can do exactly what I did. So I believe that that is an open prophecy for everybody. So my personal wish is to do what Jesus said I should do. And what Jesus did, I would do and even do greater things than that. Okay. So what's your favorite memory? Uh, memory about ministry or in life or what? In life, what is your favorite memory? Uh, my favorite memory is how I met my wife. I mean, it's also, Aww. and it's keep on, I mean, how I met my wife and also how God, uh, one time I will never forget, I went to a place to preach and a person who have never read before, have never been in school before. I pray and I hope, I said, I open your spiritual eyes. And the person started reading and reading and reading the Bible, reading any other book. After the show, he could the person couldn't read again. Amen. And that is a memory that I will never forget. Tell me about your testimony. My testimony regards to my callings or my testimony regards to personal life or personal change. Um, my testimony is that um, I have a lot of testimonies, but I see personally um, how God brought me from Africa and brought me to the United States. And when I came here, um, I, I, I had children already, but when I came here, it wasn't easy in the 2000s. But when I came here, I have to drive yellow cab. I was a yellow cab driver. And I, 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 my first job was JFK. I was a security guard over there. Wow. And then I, I, I drove yellow cab. From yellow cab, I drove uh, black cab. And all these things. Then I was paying my school fees, going to New York Theological Seminary. And all these things, I was doing them. But at the point, um, uh, when I started Logos Rima, I pastor a church in Queens. I was living here uh, in Brooklyn. And I was going, driving all over to Queens. And then later on, God blessed me. We bought a house in Staten Island. We came to Staten Island, and then we started Logo Streamer here. Amen. And so you could see it is a, a transition, but God has done well for us. This is a great testimony. Amen. Amen. Now, what's your favorite hymn? What is the song that reaches Blessed assurance. Yes. Jesus, Jesus is mine. mine. Oh, what a forfeit, oh, glory divine, yeah, salvation. I, I like that. And I like the part that he said, this is my story. Yes. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. That is a beautiful song. Yes, I love that, that song. That is a beautiful That's hymn. I love that song. That's a beautiful hymn. Yeah. Now I'm going to get a little bit deeper for okay. the people who find themselves struggling with religion and struggling to find mm. their way. Mm. What is some advice you would give for people struggling with their faith? Um, first of all, I will tell everyone is that what I would tell anyone that is struggling 
if you believe in Jesus, and Jesus said, believe in me and you shall be saved. Amen. That thing is true. Amen. Because I believe in him and he saved me. And from 1987 up to today, I have never regretted. Amen. I have never regretted. And one of the things people uh, is thinking about, and most people think that uh, Christianity is religion. Uh, it's some kind of uh, people impose on that or some, uh, with all due respect, people think that some color people, white people, black people, they, 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 they add certain things to it. No. Christianity has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with uh, race. It has nothing to do with sex. It has nothing to do with anything. Whether okay. you are female, male, whether you are black or you are what, well, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's about belief. Now, believing is individual. Because the Bible says that a fool will say that God is not alive. Amen. And so you have to believe that God is alive. Now, whatever it is, try Jesus and see. I can say that most people, by God's grace, that I've have an encounter with, God have used them. Now, if you come to this church, I pray for Muslims. I pray for Hindus. I, I Look, people come here. I have Muslims that come to me that I pray for them all the time. And that was actually going to be one of my next questions. I remember walking up to this church one day and I seen a Muslim woman coming out of the church and it just amazed me. So my question for a lot of viewers will be, why do you think people of different faith backgrounds are drawn to you? Uh, first of all, I think it's the grace of God. Amen. Secondly, I don't judge people. Third, um, Jesus came for those people. Amen. Those who 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 are with different views. The reason why the um, the Judaism had issue with Jesus was that they wanted to make Jesus say, "I am a Jewish. Don't believe in Greek. Don't believe in anything. Don't do anything with anything, and don't have anything to do with anyone. You are Abraham descendant, so don't have anything to do." And because they have called those people Gentiles, but I don't think that is what Jesus came on earth for. No. I believe that. Do you, let me tell you something. There is this Muslim woman that came here, and I pray for her. She brought her whole family. Amen. And today, his, his her son is a Christian now, but he brought her son. Her son brought her wife. They brought look, and there was a big issue, and then God used me to be a blessing to them, and then they were sick. And God used me mm. to heal them. Now, this is the point. Suppose I've said that I don't want to pray, pray for any Muslim. I don't want to pray for anybody. It's still going. I, I've prayed for many people. So this is the thing. I've prayed for Hindu person before. I have Guyanese woman who was Hindu. Today, he's in this church. I have prayed for uh, uh, Chinese so, <clears throat> sorry, I believe that I stand for all people, but my faith is in Christ Jesus. And I believe that comes to the scripture about the woman mm -hmm. with the ailments, and she asked him to touch the hem of his garment, <clears throat> and he basically said, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't come to save you. I came to, to save, save the Jew and a Gentile. Yeah. And she said, does not the dog eat the scraps from yeah, the master's table? Yeah. So basically what you're saying is the table is open 
anybody can come in there. That is perfectly right. I love that. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to now ask pastor mm -hmm. to do a prayer of healing for mm -hmm. the ones who are lost, the ones who are sick, and mm -hmm. the ones who just need a closer relationship with Christ. Okay. I've learned in my own way. I, I've been standing in my own way for a long time, and it mm -hmm. took me until I was grown to realize that I don't have to be perfect. Mm. A lot of Christians and a lot of churches I've been to mm. made it seem like I had to be 100% perfect and pure mm -hmm. in order to come to Christ, to live a lifestyle of worship. Mm. And I realized that God speaks to me more when I talk to him like mm -hmm. he's a regular person that I would normally talk to. Yeah. And it actually strengthened my relationship. So mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you for a prayer of healing, mm -hmm. a prayer of guidance, and, mm -hmm. you know, a prayer for people who are lost and are struggling mm -hmm. to find their way. Yeah. First of all, I want to encourage anybody that is hearing me under the sound of my voice. If you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, I just want you to know that. You are the reason why Jesus came. Easter is on the way coming. You are the reason that Amen. why he came. So I pray for that individual. Father, forgive their sins. You said you came for those who are lost, those who are hopeless. Father, give them hope. Bring them, bridge the bridge that has created between you and them. And I ask that God let your grace and favor locate them. And Father, help them. And finally, I also pray for anybody that is hearing me under the sound of my voice that is sick in any way, any form. Jesus, remember, you told me on my 50th birthday that you have increased my anointing for healing. And therefore, oh God, anybody that is hearing, whether being sickness with diabetes, cancer, whatever sickness that can be named, I stand in the name and I kneel that thing on the cross and I command freedom for them and I ask them, let them be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing wherever you are. I command that healing to come over your life, It'll come over your soul, come over your body. Your body is not a resident for any sickness. I reject them in your body in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And in closing, I just want you to know this series is called Your Comeback is Not Your Setback. So we're going to be doing a series for now on every week, maybe every other day. So, you know, so listeners can get more. They can get their spirits fed. They can get their souls fed. Pastor, is there any last words you would like to say? I want to tell anyone that is sick that the Lord has touched them. And I want to tell all my listeners, thank you for hearing me. And thank you for watching. They should expect another time. And this moment, they can call in and they, they will receive a divine touch of the Holy Spirit. Now, do you have a number they can call you on? Uh... Well, they have to, uh, I have a number, but, um, you know, uh, I can give a number that they can call. Uh, so I will be posting the number later for yeah. you. So if you have any prayer requests, mm. if you have any, just in, requests in general, if you just need prayer, if you want, you know, advice, spiritual advice, leadership, feel free to leave your information and I'll go ahead and bring you into our next segment. Thank you guys and have a blessed day.